and welcome to episode number three of On the Brighter Side. I'm Monica Tanner, and today I'm going to tell, be telling you more of my story, and I'm going to be talking about my experience with depression. But first, I just want to tell you guys thank you and let you know how appreciative and overwhelmed I am that we launched just a couple of days ago. I'm recording this early, so we just launched yesterday, honestly, and um, I've already got more than 200 downloads, and I just couldn't be more excited about the responses I'm getting on this podcast. Uh, I'm getting all kinds of comments and um, encouragement and kind words, and I just want to tell you guys thank you so much for all of your kind, positive thoughts and words, and I'm so excited that you guys are listening and hopefully getting something from the podcast. Uh, And I know you're listening because I'm getting some questions, which are awesome. So I wanted to answer one of the questions I got was from a dear friend who said, I listened to episode number two about self-love, and my question is about love languages. She says, my love language is words of affirmation, and my husband is not very good at that. So did I just marry the wrong guy or what am I supposed to do? And I want to tell you, friend, no, you did not marry the wrong guy. He's an amazing guy and I know you know that. Um, But I think that the love languages are great. And regardless of what your love language is, whether it's quality time or gifts or words of affirmation All of those things you can do for yourself. Why do you want to depend on somebody else to give you the things that you need? You are giving away that amount of your happiness. You are making your happiness dependent on the behavior of others. And we already talked about uh, in our last episodes that we can't control anyone else's behavior, only ours. So if words of affirmation are what you're needing then give them to yourself, girl. Like for example, I had a great day yesterday. I totally had a great workout. I got the the grocery shopping done. I did like 15 loads of laundry. I took my girls to the orthodontist and I even managed to make dinner for my family in between taking two girls to basketball practice and watching my son's basketball game and all of the other amazing things that I did. So what I tell myself is, Monica, you totally slayed this day. You killed it, girl. Like you did everything on your to-do list and you totally rocked it and you did it with a good attitude and you never complained about the 15 loads of laundry that you had to do and you made dinner for your family, which is like total above and beyond. You did it. You rock. You are amazing. And I'm so glad that I get to spend so much time with you and stuff like that. You can go on and on, right? Give yourself words of affirmation. Why do you need someone else to do that for you? You can do it. Nobody knows your needs better than you do. And so make sure that you're giving yourself what you need. You got this. So I hope that answers your question, my dear friend. And keep those questions coming. You can send me any question at 
on the brighter side of life at gmail.com and I will do my best to get those questions answered for you. So let's move on to what we're going to talk about today, which is my story and my experience with depression. So I have to tell you, I'm a little nervous about today's episode, uh, but I'm really excited about it as well because I would I want to talk to you about this for several reasons. One, uh, I want to normalize um, the experience of depression because the truth is most of us in our lifetime will have some sort of experience with depression, whether it's our own or someone we love. Um, it's actually very, very common, and I don't think we talk about it enough. And so this is just a normal thing that happens to humans, and it's important to understand that you're not alone and that you're not weird or strange, that you're just having a human experience. Uh, and the second reason is because I really want you guys to get to know me better and know who you're listening to and where I'm coming from from here on out. So with that, I'll just get started. So I have struggled with some pretty intense bouts of depression for the last about 10 or 11 years. Ever since my second baby was born, it happens to me in the fall typically when the seasons are changing and the kids are going back to school and schedules are crazy and everybody's trying to figure out what they're doing and I have this tendency to think that I can do way more than I can do and so I sign up for everything and then I end up getting myself completely overscheduled and overwhelmed. And what happens to me is first thing is that I stop sleeping at night. I am tired, but I lay down and I cannot turn my brain off. It just keeps spinning and um, giving me all the things that I need to do and kind of going over the day and replaying everything that happened. And I just can't seem to shut it off. And so once this happens for several nights in a row and I get extremely sleep deprived, my brain just kind of stops working. And so my depression is not really like I get sad, but it's like my brain just completely shuts down and stops working. I get to the point where I wake up in the morning and I have no clue what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And I cannot process even the simplest of thoughts. Like I can't make any decisions as far as what I should wear, what I should eat, where I should go, and what I should be doing. It's really a rough situation for my family and it's very hard on everyone around me. So like I said, this started shortly after my second baby was born. And of course, after each of my babies have been born, there's that lack of sleep deprivation. So it makes sense that it would kind of happen to me then. But it also has happened to me in recent years um, without a new baby. And typically, I think that comes from maybe some cognitive dif- dissonance, maybe some overscheduling, trying to do way more than um, is needful. But 2016 was a great year for me. 
I ran two marathons and I just was like at the peak of my physical and mental and emotional and even spiritual health. And the fall time when it was typically when this happens to me came and went and I did great. I never even struggled sleeping or anything. And so I was so excited. I thought, oh my goodness, I've totally kicked this. I've beat depression. I've had it you know, 10 times and now I'm all done and now it's time for me to give back. And so I was kind of looking into my future. My youngest child uh, was about to be in school all day. So all four of my children would be gone all day long. And so I was trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do with my life now because I had all this time. And as I told you before, my parents are both therapists. And so I'm very familiar with that type of life and because of my experiences with depression, I thought I would love to be a counselor and to help people who are experiencing this because I've been through it and I totally understand and I think I would be so great at this. And I wanted to do marriage and family counseling because I felt like I lucked out and I have this great marriage and a beautiful family. And I thought I could really help people have what I have. And so what I did was I researched all of the graduate programs around and I felt like I found the very best one. And I was super excited and I just felt like this was my calling. I applied to a graduate program and I interviewed and I got accepted and I just felt fantastic about it. So um, in the fall of 2017, I started my graduate program. I started slow with only taking two classes, which was six credits. And I started out really enthusiastic. I was just going to go get it. It was a three-year program and I was going to get it done and be the best counselor I could possibly be. And so as I started, my kids went back to school and I started school as well. And at first I was really liking my classes and enjoying uh, the time that I had to spend at school. But after a little while, I started to feel like I was really missing out on seeing my kids because I had decided before I even had kids, I made the decision that I would always be at the crossroads for my kids. I would be there before they left for school, when they got home from school, when they got home from activities, that I would always be there to be a soft landing and to be able to go over their day with them and just you know, make the most of that precious time that I had with my kids. And what was happening was I would put them on the bus in the morning and then I would have to leave for school before they got home. And I wasn't getting home until after they had gone to bed. And so I was missing that critical time with them that I so cherished. And so that was really hard on me. And then when I I was home and they were home, uh, I was stressed about getting my assignments completed and group work and presentations and all the things that I had to do for my school. And I was missing gymnastics and I was missing basketball games and tennis matches. And I just was starting to feel like, what have I done? This is not what I want to do. And 
in my classes, I also started feeling like the information I was learning was not truly what I believed and that I didn't even really feel like I wanted to be a counselor. Maybe I wanted to do something else. And it started to wear on me. And so in the fall of 2017, I stopped sleeping. And for several nights, I didn't sleep at all. And then it started to happen where my brain just stopped working and I was a mess. And it's happened so many times that the people that love me and the people around me noticed immediately. And my husband was like, we're not going to do this for very long. We're going to the doctor. And so that's what we did. We went to the doctor and we got some medication and got started on that. And so it began. So the thing about me is I am not a big medication girl. I mean, I have to have like a really bad headache for like three days straight before I'll even take an ibuprofen. I don't know why I'm like that. I had some sort of bad experience when I was a kid, but in reality, I'm very grateful for medication and I realize that it's absolutely such a blessing to have medication when you need it. And I realize that there are people who are dependent on it and I'm so grateful that it's available and there when we need it, but I just don't do very well on it. And especially the first one to two weeks when it's really taking effect in my body. It's just not a good time. And so for my husband, bless his heart, who during this time typically takes on all of my responsibilities of caring for the children, getting them ready for school, helping them get their lunches ready, feeding them dinner, keeping the house clean, running the errands. I mean, really, there's a lot that I manage on a regular basis that he has to kind of come in and take over for a period of time. And in addition to that, he still has to go to work to earn money for our family to live on. And so that's really a lot on his shoulders. And he's pretty patient for a while, but it does wear on him. And I can only imagine how difficult it is for him to manage all of that. And so I'm very, very, very blessed. I have some wonderful friends and amazing neighbors who just shower me with love. They bring meals and they tend my children and they call and text and check on me. And there really are absolutely no words to express my gratitude for all of the things that they do for me. I just feel so loved. But uh, I want to talk about one friend in particular, and I'm going to call her Leslie because that's her name. And so during this time when Ben is taking care of everything and I am just starting on the medication, it's actually a lot worse for me because then in addition to my brain not working and me not knowing what to do with myself during the day, I also start to get angry and even a little bit violent. And I have to say that I've never felt like hurting myself, but I don't really like to be alone because I I can't even really dress myself or feed myself. I lose a lot of weight during this time and I don't like to be alone with my thoughts and all of my negativity and and things like that. So my husband does have to leave. So after he gets up and gets the kids ready and moving and on the bus and he needs to leave for work, my 
doorbell this last time my doorbell rang and I didn't really want to answer it and so I kind of just let it go and all of a sudden in through my garage door walks my friend Leslie and Leslie is a very extremely busy lady she also has four children of her own very busy with activities and things Um, One of them is a super cute, darling tornado of a two-year-old who just is into everything, cute as can be. Leslie also works almost full-time for her husband's business, as well as entertains people at her house. She constantly has visitors in her home. The people come to stay with her all the time. And so she always likes to have a clean house and have her house in order for the chance that there's going to be company coming all the time. So needless to say, Leslie is super, super busy. But first day after I started my medication and been left for work, in she came in her pajamas, not having showered for the day, her hair completely a mess. She had somebody watch her two-year-old so that she wouldn't be destroying my house. And she she came and she just sat on the floor with me because that is where I happened to be sitting after everybody left the house. I was just sitting in the middle of my living room on the floor and she just came in and without judgment or making me feel bad or like I was keeping her from something, just came and sat on the floor with me and chatted with me. And then when our bums were sore, we sat up on the couch and she even tried to help me with a little bit of laundry. For some reason, when my brain's not working, laundry is like the most impossible task for me. I just cannot seem to sort a load of laundry without just falling to pieces. But she did help me get a little bit of laundry done. And she spent the whole day with me, really. And she just chatted with me and didn't make me feel bad and just made me feel like she came over to hang out with a friend. And when I looked at her and just said, why is this happening again? Why do I have to keep doing this. She just looked at me right in the eye and said, Monica, this is only temporary. You've done this before. And you know, in in a few days, you're going to be back to normal, Monica. You're going to be hosting parties and hanging out with your friends and taking your kids everywhere and being the amazing mom that you are. It's just temporary. We're going to get through this. And I don't know that I believed everything that she said, but I knew that she was right. I've done this enough times to know that it is only temporary, only a couple of months or so. And then I'm able to get some sleep and wean off the medication and I'm back to my old self doing everything for everyone. So Leslie didn't just spend one day with me. The next day she showed up again. And then the next day she showed up again. And she'd even take me out to lunch, both of us in our yoga pants with our hair a mess. She even ordered for me because the menu was just too complicated. I couldn't make a decision. And that's the kind of friend Leslie was to me. Day after day after day, not thinking about all of the things she was leaving undone at her house. She just hung out with me like a good friend would do. And I don't really even have words to express the right amount of gratitude for that sacrifice that she made. But she hung out with me until I was starting to sleep again and I was starting to feel better and I could get through a load of laundry without too much help. And I was back to myself and then 
she went on back to her life. And I tell you this because if you have a Leslie in your life, you are extremely lucky and you should be grateful. But more importantly, if you can be a Leslie to somebody else, then you truly are making the world a better place at least to someone. So that's my story. After about a week or two, the medication started to kick in and I started sleeping well at night and the chemicals in my brain balanced and I was able to get back to doing the things I was used to doing and I was able to make a good decision about school. Coming from a a place of knowing exactly what I wanted, I was able to write an email to the department and just let them know that I was withdrawing from school, that I loved the program, and everyone I met was fantastic. I know that that group of people that I met, they're all amazing, and I know they're going to be great counselors, and I look forward to following them in their careers for the next, um, but that the program just wasn't for me. And so I have a lot of peace around the fact that it happened exactly the way that it was supposed to happen. I'm out a little bit of time and a little bit of money, but I have narrowed down better what my true calling is. And it's Really, in these times, after I've been through something very, very difficult and very hard, those dark times, that I always come out on the other side so much stronger, having a better understanding of my own strength and more determination and and a stronger drive to really live my purpose. And so I'm grateful for these times that we all have these really difficult times in our lives where we really have to do some soul searching. We really have to depend on God and help from those around us to get through. But when we do, it's our chance to really tap into our true purpose here and the ability that we all have been given to really make a difference. And I feel like I understand better now my calling and my unique skill set and what I bring to the table. And so I really hope now that I'm on the right track and doing what God would have me do. And that's all I have for you today. So thank you again so much for listening. And I encourage you to, if you haven't already, please visit iTunes. I think you can do it on your phone, but it's much easier on the computer. You can do it from any computer, Apple or PC. Just go to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review because that's what will help other people find the podcast and that would really help me out. So I'm really excited about next week. We have a special guest. I will be interviewing the beautiful and amazing Sarah Wells of Our Best Bites. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say. So until next week, show yourself some love and live on the brighter side. Bye-bye. (laughs) 